to post-apocalyptic this is rob this is john all right we're gonna do what everyone has done a thousand times the mandatory blade runner podcast ah uh, i have not seen it blade runner came out yesterday um i'm in the producer's guild there was a screening it was a last minute screening oh, thursday really? we're showing blade runner tomorrow harrison ford and no one Gosling? there okay no one there but it was last minute pj generally is a week to 10 days like you'll get a notice like i just got one that uh, john was actually here for i got an email it's not until next saturday so oh, yeah, it's yeah. they're generally give you this comfortable amount of time this was hey blade runner i was like cool i'll see it next week they're like tomorrow yes I, there's the two camps of blade runner the people that love it and the people that hate it my wife loves blade runner yeah she just loves it i guess i'm in the i don't hate it it might have come out at the wrong time for me you know, being hyped on the Harrison Ford of, you know, Indy and Star Wars and stuff to see this weird, I don't know, paced movie that wasn't on my radar at yeah. the age I probably initially saw it. So I probably went, oh, my God, Harrison Ford is walking a lot and not talking, you know, that. So as a kid and then I think when I revisited in the 90s, it's like, OK, but there are people that just love Blade Runner. Where do you fall on the Blade Runner spectrum? <sighs> um, I think it's. An amazing uh, artistic uh, achievement, which I appreciate now. Right, I, I and maybe that's why I don't I, know if I saw Blade Runner like definitely not when it came out or even shortly after. Mm-hmm. But even when I did see it, I didn't, I didn't get it no. because within the uh, uh, culture of the movies that came out around it, sort of way different than what Blade Runner was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't really get it. I really wasn't into it. Um I don't know. It was a weird feeling of wanting to be into it, wanting to get it. Yeah. But it just just didn't connect with me. Um and there are certain parts of it, certain things about it that I, I absolutely love, like the look and feel of it. I, you know I have to I have to watch it again. It didn't speak to me. I mean it's it's sort of like Mad Max in that it it has these really sort of sophisticated themes uh sort of disguised in this sci-fi world and mad max has sophisticated themes too disguised in another world Mm -hmm. but it's like to really get it to really get mad max i'm not talking about the one that just released you had to understand what that actually was saying about Mm -hmm. the world and the state of the world and where it was going and Blade Runner, you know, there there are a lot of other you know messages too there, but I, I just didn't get it. But it no. just didn't didn't re- resonate with me. And I hate to say that, like you, I'm in the middle ground because it's like I wanna I wanna be in one camp, but yeah. you know, I when I when I saw the trailer for the you know this latest one, you know, I was like cool i yeah. think like it looks good mm-hmm. maybe it's good like but i wasn't like oh I'm, I'm amped to see this movie right and i think when we revisited blade runner the wife was eating up every second of it and it's like oh the 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 the, 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 the recent one no 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 she wasn't able to go oh okay. but the original we yeah. watched it a year or two ago and it, the whole time she's eating it up i'm sitting there the whole time going why don't i love this film like you watching it now and I can appreciate the themes and the pacing and the ideas and and I, even as like um, being in the business, just the aspect of how they made it. Mm-hmm. You look at it going, how did you do this at that time? You know, when it was made, like with all, I mean, a lot of painted mats and stuff like that and miniatures. But it seems yeah. so, you watch it and just like, 
how did you make this then? Right. How did you, you know, make this concept? But the whole time I'm just watching, it's like, I just don't connect. Like, I don't know what it is that I can't connect with it, but I can appreciate everything about the movie. Like, you watch it like if you were, you know, in school or something. It's like, I get every aspect of what you're saying. It's not like I hate it. It's just, yeah, Blade Runner exists Yeah. in our world. Yeah, I think it's one of those, like, um, seminal movies. It's one of those movies where it's like, you know, it's iconic. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, well... Just like a lot of things that are iconic that you may feel a little lukewarm to. It's mm. like, I should I should love it more. You yeah. know, why am I not loving this more? Or why am I not just outright hating it? Because yeah. it's like, okay, well, then it's like, it's garbage. It's trash. Yeah. You know, um, when something is good, even when something is good, usually it's like, either you hate it or you love it. It's yeah. not like, oh, it's because it's like a strong voice one way yeah so either you, you go you get on board or you're not yeah. on board yeah blade runner for me was just like why don't i was the same way like why don't i why am i not really responding to this movie in a more visceral way yeah you know i so that's why you know although i want to see the the latest version mm-hmm. it's just i'm not like running out to see it right you know? And you got to appreciate, too, like, probably without Blade Runner, we wouldn't have some of the directors we have now. I have no idea if he was influenced, but, like, say, for example, it would be, like, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Because of those people that were probably the right age that saw that movie that ended up going on might go, oh, if it wasn't for Blade Runner, I would have never gotten into film. Like, there's pe- probably people we like now yeah. because of that. So you can appreciate what it did, you know, for the time. And, and the new one, I, I may, I don't think there's really any spoilers I'm not, I'll, I'll be very conscious of what I say about it, but there isn't anything uber spoil. I mean, yes, there are spoiler moments, but if you saw the trailer, that's the movie. It It's probably one of the better sequels I have seen for what they were doing. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like a direct sequel, like in the sense of like the look, the mood, the feel. It was like, wow, it these movies feel connected, even though it's a different director and different writer. I mean, I know Ridley Scott was a producer on it or whatever but they did a great job but i definitely feel i like this one more because it's definitely more cohesive the storyline is very straightforward it's you're moving the whole thing like how a movie's supposed to do it moves you to the next beat to the next beat to the next beat and, and there are questions because you know i thought about it a lot after i saw it and there's a lot of questions you come up but it wasn't like played around you're like why what are these replicants doing like i felt like with the first one i had more questions that didn't seem that had a lot of logical answer and they they do it in a very good way like in this one it's like we're just trying to get rid of the old models cool i can understand that and then you sort of learn about how many models came and then you learn about oh that was when the blackout happened all right cool like they gave you a lot of information without tagging on sort of like the matrix remember when you watch the matrix like wonder how that whole jacking thing and uh, i don't care because they didn't have to explain it you just sort of bought into it right so a lot of it they just easter egged a little bit of things of hey there was a war oh okay cool now i know where we are in time and the look of the film i could have eaten up that first hour for another couple hours because a lot of it was there's a mystery that needs to be solved by you know blade runner i have no idea i just call him blade runner (laughs) um so he gathers a piece of evidence but it's from an old replicant that doesn't exist so it's like oh that you have to go to the dark archives then you go to this other great scene it's just him going into beautiful scenes yeah and it is a photographer and cinematographer's probably wet dream yeah of a movie everything you saw in the trailer that you thought you loved is the whole movie 
just these. Like, there's that scene of him walking in the red or uh-huh. whatever. That's like 30 minutes of him walking. And you're just like, this looks gorgeous. And the yeah. whole time you're in the theater, damn, who lit this thing? That's wow. all you're doing the whole time. Um, wow. Very slow. You you feel it's two hours and 45 minutes. That's what I heard. It feels about three hours and 45 minutes. Oh, really? Not in a... That sounds bad. Not in a bad way. You get up from the seat and everything sort of just pops back into place because you don't move, but you just feel the the slowness. There's no urgency in this film. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling walks. You watch him walk in snow. There's always a lot of things falling in the sky. It's it's raining, it's snowing, or that red shit's in the air. So yeah. there's always something visually stunning. And it's that wide walk to this weird, probably Swedish building, because it's all brick, or uh, all cement. It's yeah. like, oh, aesthetically, it looks great against the snow. And it's just slow walk, crunch, 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 crunch. Look towards the camera, crunch, crunch, yeah. crunch. Open the door. I get it. I can appreciate this now. Just very, Ryan Gosling, fantastic. It is 100% his movie. Because even from the trailers, you're like, oh, there's a lot happening. Yeah. It is 100% Ryan Gosling. He is in 98% of that movie. If he's not in it, they're talking about him coming into the scene. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which is good. He carries it really well. And there is a, he's a, good actor. a lot of close-ups. It is just... Hey, he's a good-looking guy, too, so yeah. I guess I'd, if I was the director, I'd just yeah. stay in this medium on his head <laughs> the whole time. So I, don't, I really liked it. I don't. I'm, I can't wait to hear the people that love Blade Runner, what they think of it. Yeah. Like, I'm coming from the indifference, so I like this new one a lot, but I also feel it told a story. There was a few things where I'm just like, where'd that guy go? Which was kind of weird, and that could have just been that it was three hours at one point, and they're like, yeah. I, I'm just, we'll just cut some of that out. Honestly, you don't see... It's not a, really even a spoiler. You don't see Harrison Ford until about 90 to two hours into the movie. Oh, so he's it's not Buddy. It felt like from the trailer, yeah. like, oh, he finds Harrison Ford and they... They kind of do this together. They Blade Run together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the Blade again or whatever, yeah. And that and that is not even like a turn. That's how good it is. All of a sudden he shows up and you're like, fuck, I forgot right, Harrison right, right, Ford's right, in this yeah. movie. A lot of slow walking, though. People walk really slow in this movie. <laughs> Like I, or Ryan Gosling walks really yeah. slow, but it's all about the scope. This uh, the the director, fantastic. It just I, I like I like Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, no, he's good. Um, yeah, I. See, uh, one of the recommend see it big. This movie plays so well on a big screen. So so on my uh, iPod, it wouldn't. No, I would definitely say your iPhone if you have the six plus. Okay, it's totally <laughs> fine. But if you have like a five S. Don't don't watch it. I have an old uh, iPod, t- uh, the, the first one with the, oh, with the screen- click wheel. Yeah, click- yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, yeah, I definitely want to see it, and if we want to see it big, wide, was it? Is it seventy? Is it? I know they did a large format, but I don't know if they did yeah. like IMAX large format or a seventy. But it looks it it looks gorgeous. It is a gorgeous look. It, you you reminisce about? I think someone was saying it's like you don't see a lot of like adult sci-fi films. And that's kind of what this is. It's not really made for kids at all. I'm the target audience. And it's just this gorgeous looking piece of cinema. Like the whole time you're like, people don't really make films like this anymore. Where you are on a wide and you're looking through glass and you see the person standing there making themselves a drink and just this the scope of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, it's not, uh, David Lynch did a lot in the new Twin Peaks where he uncomfortably held on things that were really beautiful, but 
his just gave you this weird uneasy feeling where this just gave you this the mastery which i think david lynch is great um it's just this gave you this thing where you're like i don't see this in the films i don't everything is always like michael bade you know everything's moving camera moved when it needed to move everything everything that did happen in the movie happened for a purpose if they went to steady cam for a fight it was to show the intensity of the fight and the speed but if we were just on sticks per se for this long monologue it was because we needed that so talk about something that felt thoughtfully made and not even about staying true to the real story it was thoughtfully like this guy even if this wasn't blade runner he made an amazing film like you can even take blade runner out it's an amazing film like it could just be about some dude in space and they're not even in space it's a sci-fi movie that just takes place on Earth. And the look of it, them driving through the buildings, everything looks exactly like it did in Blade Runner. Just updated, which was kind of nice. Oh. Obviously cleaner mm-hmm. because, you know, technology and everything. But nothing felt different. Like, that really looks like, I think it's 2019, I think, the movie takes place or something like that. I think that's the first Blade Runner. It's around then. Yeah. Uh, which will be next year. Or two years from now. But the new one, obviously, is 2049. So it does feel like 20 years have happened. There's some things that are a little nicer. Yeah. They didn't even, they did keep a lot of the aesthetic of everything was like four by three tube TVs. That kind of, they kind of kept some of that aesthetic on some of the machinery. Like, you yeah, know, this is what, and no one's watching TV in this. There's, it's almost a world without cell phones and TVs, you know, or movies or whatever, because yeah. there's screens, but no one really cares. You know, you're also living in a world that's just screens. Like the way, like when you're walking down the street, they have all their advertisements in the movie. Right. So you're already living it. So it's like when you go to Blade Runner's house, um, he doesn't have any sort of TV. It's almost like, I live in the world. I don't need TV. You know, so. um, Retro. It is. It's really good. I wish I had more to say. I don't want to like spoil any. It doesn't really ruin anything, but it's kind of fun just to see. But you're going into it like... um, like I said, like I think I mentioned a few pods ago was that um, Anton Corbin movie Control, where the movie itself, everything looks photographic, mm-hmm. which there is something you just don't see anymore. Even Ridley Scott with the new Alien, who did the first one, eh, Alien felt like, your Alien Covenant felt like a current movie. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just sort of, it didn't feel like a Ridley Scott film other right. than practical sets. It's just another he's just making another movie he's turning him out as opposed to like like this one definitely i know i'm pretty sure the director was like we need to uh maintain an integrity of the photography and the first one and the whole feel and all that and so yeah that's what i would um that's what i'm looking forward to and Mm -hmm. i have a friend who was like yeah it's 245 minutes but you'd probably really like it because it's like art like it's kind of it is it, it is definitely he got away with making an art film. Yeah. But it's Blade Runner. You know, like, he sort of, like, fooled the studio. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to make Blade Runner. All right, cool. We we want it. We want to bring everything back. And then it's like, haha, suckers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, this could play at, you know, the Sunset 5 or something. Oh, yeah. You change the soundtrack and you don't put Ryan Gosling in it or Harrison Ford. Right. It's some sort of thinking man sci-fi. Sort of like, what was it, uh, Duncan Jones' Moon? With Sam Rockwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the thinking man's space film. <laughs> you know, it was just sort of like... Tagline. It's like, oh, what does it mean to be in space and loneliness and stuff like that? It's like, oh, you made an art film with Sam Rockwell. If this is the beginning of the award season, I guess, kind of happy. It's a good movie to start with. Yeah. You know, it's wasn't about World War II. 
And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I got a notice. I don't know if it'll Shout be for my Dunkirk. guild. Is the screener for Dunkirk is going to be 4K Blu-ray? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I will get it. But, okay, but it literally just saying that you, um, I think you either have to opt in for it. They go, I think he didn't want it, you know, people to see it on DVD. Oh, I was like, all right, okay. But then it's like, that's a lot of work for me. I mean, I have yeah. a Blu-ray player, but even if I did, it's like I have a 32-inch TV. So say it, it was even 4K. It's like, I'm still not seeing the scope right. of your film. I'm just seeing it better. It's kind of like if uh, Blade Runner comes as a screener. It's like I would almost prefer it to be Blu-ray just for no, totally. the color. Because if not, it's just going to look like VHS. And we don't want that. We do not want that anymore. I know. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend, if even if you're a mild fan or you're that indifferent, per- if you hate it, I bet you could still like this. Even when you meet Harrison Ford, it could just be Harrison Ford playing something. They they sort of tell you who he is in the film, so it's not that, ha-ha, yeah. Blade Runner won. And people are like, who's that? Like, if you had a kid that didn't see the first one, he's not going to be like, what are they talking about now? Uh, which, oddly, is another funny story that... Flatliner movie mm-hmm. that flatlined at the box office. Uh-huh. I'm working on some stuff. Uh, <laughs> see me at Flappers on Friday. I guess there was a scene in it with Kiefer playing the original, and he was talking about his experience. And I guess when they test screened it, people are like, "Who's that?" But the younger crowd, really, they didn't know. They didn't understand what it was a reference to. Some of the people they were testing didn't know there was a Flatliners one or Flatliners. Yeah. So then it comes to that the question we've talked about before. What's the point of name recognition? Like, oh, we're going to remake Flatliners. It's a name. And then you test audience to a crowd who probably wasn't born when the first one came out. Probably may. I never see it in rotation anywhere. So it's all of a sudden we make Flatliners. Then they put someone in it. What was this old guy talking about? Yeah. So I, guess, I guess they just <laughs> cut that scene. Or they, they trimmed it or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, why buy known property? Especially if... I mean, I get, like, if it's, hey, we're doing Back to the Future. Everyone's heard of Back to the Future. Flatliners right. is sort of that middle line. It just was really well because you had star power in that yeah. movie. Even now, they're stars. Yeah. I, I thought that Flatliners, when it came out, only, I mean, it was the gimmick of what they were doing. But, like, the only real reason why that movie succeeded was because of the star power. Yeah. I mean, literally, the whole movie is, is laced with, with stars. Yeah. And it's like... So for that, I think I enjoyed. It. I thought it was it's okay. It wasn't. It uh, wasn't. You know, it didn't blow my mind, but yeah. it was still like the cast was so good and, yeah. and put a lot into it. Where it was like, okay, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. So I can see how you'd want to bring that property back, but it's probably like you know people, older people who are like. Flatliners, yes, I remember yeah. Flatliners. Let's do that. But you're right. You know, when you're trying to make something palatable for younger viewers who literally do not, they don't even see movie. All they watch is YouTube. It's yeah. like they don't know what flatline. They don't care what flatliners are. Especially it's like you have to buy the bigger names, yeah. like buying a flatliners and then Easter egging one of the actors in. And then you're gonna go, oh, this would be cool. They're gonna really, they're gonna be like. Yeah, what's like you're right. What's that old guy talking? What, yeah. what, so know. he did it too. When was he in the scene? Yeah. Oh, no, it's based on. So at that point, just either do another movie about after death experience or death experience, or just remake it and don't put anyone in it. I mean, I think that there's. You mean like remake it and re totally recast? Or, yeah, like or. either make a movie that has that idea in it and don't call it Flatliners from the studio, or just completely remake it and not even try to tie it 
to the original Flatliners. You know, like, or even buy the property, don't call it Flatliners, but in the end, based on the movie, based on the original script from Flatliners, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to remake that idea and expand on visual effects, do it, you know, and then just buy the property and call it something else. I think you I think you do that. I think this movie or this show or whatever would do really well with young actors today. And I'm talking about mild stars. Yeah. You know, and because if they're maybe a couple of YouTube stars, just just like, of course, you know, yeah. just just something where, you know, you got actors that will put a little energy into it. Something that, you know, the younger generation is uh, can relate to. Put it out there. You don't have to call it Flatliners. I definitely wouldn't try to tie it to the, the original one. Yeah. Because, like you said, I don't know if it was big enough movie to where, you know, people like you and me are like, oh, I'm excited to see this yeah. new Flatliners. I think it's this concept that could work, you know, appropriate it for this generation. But just be, have it be that, you know, it could be anything, you know, based on Flatliners yeah. in the movie. But yeah, I think it's thinking about it too much when you start going, okay, let's put Kiefer in there and just do a reference here. Yeah, he'll make us, he'll he'll understand what they're going through. But unless he's going to be the main character and he's not just dropped in, he's yeah. not going to yeah, be. Yeah, didn't you, did, did you, people, younger people most certainly have not seen Flatliners yeah. are going to be like, what? Like, what was, that? I didn't understand I like I like the movie, but uh, there was one problem. Who was the old guy? Yeah. Like I did. Twenty four was in there. Yeah, and I yeah. don't understand why twenty four yeah, was in does, my movie. And why does he have a cameo? Like a big actor like that having a cameo? Was twenty four based in yeah, the eighties? Exactly. Well, it's that thing of um, you know, like some young kids that saw Ghostbusters, like like you know Dan Aykroyd has his cameo, and they're like they probably just thought he was oh Cabby one. Yeah, Cabby one said a line. <laughs> You're like oh. And, and and we but could, that makes more sense it, because right. that bigger movie and then you're going to put those cameos in for the parents that are taking their kids to the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, and it could be that could be, that's kind of genius, like to put Ackroyd in as Cabby One because if I'm like born in '01, you know, I can be like, all right, it's Cabby One, cool. Yeah, but if I'm born before that or if I have seen Ghostbusters and I know who Dan Ackroyd is, I go. I'll react to it a different way. Man. Yeah. Oh, this is Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. But it's not central to any sort of plot or whatever. It's right. just like, oh, okay, that's a cool little fun thing for people who would know. Yeah. And for people who don't know, it's he's just a cabbie. Well, know? and that's kind of how they presented it uh, to go back to our Blade Runner podcast, which came into Flatliners podcast, uh, right. is they just talk about Harrison Ford once or twice enough that – if you're a person that never saw Blade Runner or understand any of it, is there was a guy that used to be a Blade Runner. He goes, oh, he used to have your job. Mm-hmm. And he was working on this thing that maybe he can help you out. It's, like, it's vaguely like something like that. So he goes sees an old Blade Runner. That could work in the movie that Blade Runner didn't exist in. Hey, go talk to the old guy. That happens in a lot of movies. Go sure. talk to the retired guy. Right. So they did enough where it wasn't like, why is he at Deckard's house? You know, Blade Runner. All right, and you're some kid going, why do I feel like I missed a yeah. information? They peppered it enough. I mean, those are the good writers that, yeah. look, someone's might not have seen Blade Runner. Someone might hate Blade Runner, but love Ryan Gosling and we'll see this film. Let's just make sure they understand right. why he's talking to Harrison Ford in this movie. Well, this will be Blade Runner. We'll call it part one. Here you go. And then the sequel, when John <clears> sees <throat> it, maybe we'll refer to because I really kind of want yeah, yeah. your feeling on the movie. Most movies, I feel... We kind of understand what they'll be, but it's like yeah, a very for sure. divisive movie, as per se. And but you know, uh, 
go to the bathroom right before it starts. That's what I did. Uh, Powered through it and oh, right. try to see it maybe in a theater that has comfortable seats. Because I saw it at the Mary Pickford, which it's okay. Oh, oh, where, where we saw Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that, we had an intermission. So we got up. That's true. Stretched a little bit, sat back down. After three hours sitting in the seat, I got up and I, was, I felt like I was 80. Ooh. I was like, oh, and it's pop. Oh, is that my knee? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, also the weird thing before we wrap up is usually at the end of all the screenings, people like applaud. First credit, directed by. Silence. This is gonna and then get up and... some people just kind of got up and left. It yeah. was like, oh, well, that's new. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it, it does make you think, though. It is a, a thinky movie. So you get to the end and you're like, it, it wasn't like a cliffhanger ending it ended naturally but the whole t- it ended and you're like wow that was a movie and yeah. you start thinking about it but it was just the fact that it was just this like if the studio was there that would have been really awkward because right. I mean, these are people i mean these are all producers there and it's like because at first i was like right when it ended i was like i guess i'll no one else is clapping well i don't want to be the awkward guy yeah because <laughs> i was i always just clap because you know for sure everyone else kind of does and i appreciate free movies so it's just kind of like hey thank you everyone but it was just sort of like silence like oh and then it was like, is there going to be an end scene? Is this a Marvel movie now? Like, oh, we didn't end <laughs> right. it. I'm not seeing because after, you know, three hours of being at the theater, we decided not to stay for the end credit scene. But I was like, I doubt there's a Marvel style tease for Blade Runner 3, you know? I, yeah, who knows? But yeah, I doubt it too. For I, all the people who stayed. Yeah. After two and a half, two, two hours and 45 minutes. Just Jared Leto acting. You're like, oh, you know, I don't want to see Jared Leto method acting yeah. anymore. And some people are like, yeah, I can't wait. To see. That's what I'm here for, just to see Jared Leto. Jared Leto just chew scenery with his uh, <laughs> blind contacts. All right. Well, that was mandatory uh, Blade Runner. Uh, this is Robert. This is John. Take it easy. Take it easy.